Take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of John and chapter 4. Book of John, chapter 4. Last week we looking at verses 23 and 24. Jesus had said in verse 22 to the woman of Samaria, you worship, you know not what. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. He goes on to say, but the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. He had said these words to the woman of Samaria. He had been gradually bringing her to face her sin to acknowledge your sin and even though she was a religious person of sorts to get her to see that it was not true worship she was not worshiping God we want to read verses 25 and 30 this morning. We'll probably only deal with verse 25 and 26, so pay particular attention to them, those two verses, as we read this. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. And Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou? Or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the man come see a man which told me all things that ever I did is not this the Christ then they went out of the city and came unto him came 
unto Jesus. In verse 25, we notice things really beginning to change. We notice the word is having an effect. The word is doing its work. Its work of regeneration accompanied with the force and power of the Spirit of God. The Lord Jesus Christ. The woman here manifests to us that she is through with her evading the truth. Before she had been skirting the truth and, and asking, well, shall we say, silly questions, <laughs> but all of them were prompted to bring a response from the Savior that ultimately led to her salvation. She had asked how. In verse 9 of this fourth chapter, she had said, How is it that now being a Jew are talking with me, a Samaritan? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. How? she received a gracious answer. She had asked, whence? Jesus had come telling her about living water. And her reply was, you have anything to draw with and the well is deep from from what place then not this well because you don't have anything anything to draw with and this well is deep what what place then are you going to get this living water his reply concerning the living water was one that made her desirous of that living water. But she had also asked the question where? In, in the issue of, of worship. She said she said, we worship, our fathers worship in this mountain. And the Jew say that worship is in Jerusalem, Mount Zion. 
where is it that we're to worship? And once again, the Lord Jesus Christ dispenses of that question with his reply and his answer. Now, we come to where we're at now. And not knowing what else to say. To not knowing what else to say to these things. To the, the place, to the object, and to the manner of worship. She had, had no reply. She had no question, no reply to those things. But she had begun. She had begun to think about the one to be worshipped. The one to fall down to. She had begun to think about the Messiah. Now, you might think that's kind of strange that she would bring up the subject of the Messiah. Where the Samaritans were idolatrous. They were idol worshippers. But remember, they were also Israelites. They were not just idol worshippers. They were Israelites. The Samaritans then would have accepted the five books of Moses and because they accepted the five books of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, they without a doubt had learned that a divine and excellent one was to come. One the Jews referred to as the Messiah, the anointed of God. The one that they would have believed in, the one to come that would be called the seed of the woman. The seed of the woman. Turn with me to the book of Genesis, the first, first book of Moses. The book of Genesis in chapter 3 and verse 15. A well-known portion of Scripture. And this portion of Scripture would have been equally as well-known to the Samaritans. Verse 15, it says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed, the seed of the serpent, and her seed, the seed of the woman. It shall bruise thy head, the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent, and thou shalt bruise his heel. The serpent was going to deliver a blow to the heel of the seed of woman. 
But a blow to the heel is not a death blow. But a blow to the, to the head, which the seed a woman was going to deliver to the serpent, was a death blow. They knew full well of this passage of Scripture. It's in the book of Genesis. Thus, it's in one of the books of Moses. They would have been well aware of the passage of Scripture talking about Shiloh coming and To Shiloh would the gathering of the people be with me to the 49th chapter of the book of Genesis. The 49th chapter. And look with me here at verse 10. And this, this is a prophetic word that Jacob pronouncing upon his son Judah said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come, till tranquility come, till Messiah come, and unto him, unto tranquility, unto the Messiah, shall the gathering of the people be. So she would have believed or known of these pieces of Scripture that talked about, yes, the anointed of God, anointed of God that would come. One anointed of God that would come and, and deliver the death blow to Satan. And yes, the anointed of God that would come and all the gathering of the people would be unto him. But also, she would have been aware of a another passage of scripture they were she would have been waiting as would all Samaritans been waiting for the coming of that prophet that was like unto Moses to whom they should hearken to whom they should give ear to to whom they should give obedience to the book of Deuteronomy the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 18 and in verse 15 we see Moses stating here after he had received from God, from the Lord he said in verse 15 the Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him, ye shall hearken. Verse 18, this is what God had spoke to Moses in verse 18. I will raise them up a prophet 
from among them, their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. So, yes, <laughs> the Samaritans accepting the five books of Moses would have been looking for the anointed of God, or at least acknowledge the fact of the anointed of God coming, even while they were worshiping false gods and false idols. And the Lord Jesus Christ here gets her to, to thinking, gets her away from idols, gets her away from the worship there in their mountain where their fathers worshiped, and gets in her thinking about true worship. Salvation coming from the Jew, from Judah. Shiloh coming from Judah. And the gathering of the people would be him. She had come to an end of her questions. Her questions had ceased. She speaks with confidence. And notice she speaks with assurance in this verse. She says, I know. Yes. She said, I know that Messiah cometh. This was this was equal to saying, yes, I know that he's coming. I need him. He, he's coming. The anointed of God is coming because people need him. I need him. She was confessing. She needed the Messiah. She needed the anointed. She's now ready. She's now ready for the Savior, the anointed of God, to be revealed to her. She's thinking about him, and she's confessing her need. She's now ready for him to be revealed to her in Back in our text, we find that revelation taking place. John chapter 4 and verse 26. After she spoke those words, Jesus saith unto her, I speak unto thee, am he. We could briefly shorten that up and say Jesus said unto her I am he I am he I want you to think about 
something here. Here, here we have Jesus revealing to her. But upon this revelation to her of who he is, I want you to take note of the fact that it is the seventh time that Jesus addresses this woman Mary. The seventh time. And you can count them if you want. Come, come with me back to verse 7. Verse 7 in this fourth chapter. In verse 7, there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Giveth, Give me to drink. That's the first time. That's the first time that Jesus addresses this woman. Give me to drink. Look in verse 10. Verse 10, we have the second time. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Those were the words of Jesus the second time that he addressed the woman. Look at the third time that he addressed her. In verse 13, Jesus answered and said to her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the waters that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. That was the third time that the Lord Jesus Christ addressed her. Notice in verse 16, Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. <laughs> That's the fourth time that Jesus addressed her. Fourth time, he's, he's bringing her to face her sin. Go call thy husband. The fifth time, in verse 17, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. The fifth time, Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. Here's your sin. Right smack dab before your face. Yeah, you've well said you have no husband. The one you're living with is, is not your husband. You're a harlot. You're a whore. You're an adulterer. In verse 21, the sixth time, that Jesus addresses her. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. 
and the seventh time Jesus addresses her and speaks to her the number of completion he says I am he the one you're speaking to the one that has been speaking to you the one that has been speaking to you concerning the gift of God and who it is that dispenses that gift the one who is to face your sin your sin of, of adultery your sin of idol worship your, your sin of, of true worship of God I am he the moment the moment she expressed her desire for Christ the moment she expressed that she was I know the Messiah cometh which is called the Christ in our text which is called the Christ is not in parentheses but it seems to be that it was was a qualifying remark added by added by the writer added by the apostle John as not all would have been familiar with the with the Greek the Hebrew Messiah, and so he clarifies that to the Greek speaking, the Christ, meaning both mean the same, the anointed of God, just one's Hebrew and one's Greek. The moment she expresses her desire for for Christ, for the Christ, expresses that she knows that the anointed of God is to come. He reveals himself to her. She expressed her need for the Christ. She expressed her need for the anointed of God. Christ in essence says, don't fear. I'm he. I'm he. Just as, just as he did, I, he, he speaks the word, I am. Just as he did to Abram. Abram in the book of Genesis, in chapter 15 and verse 1, he said, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great Reward. Yes, the great I am is our shield. He is our exceeding great reward to those who, who like Abram, believe. And because they believe, they act in obedience to his word. In the 15th chapter of Genesis in verse 7 he also said to Abram he said I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees 
I am. I am Jehovah. I am the one that brought you out of bondage, out of bondage to sin, out of bondage to idolatry. I am Jehovah. The ever the ever existing God. And then to Abram he said in, in, in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. He said, I am the Almighty God. Yes, the great I am is Almighty God. And therefore we are walk before Him. We're to walk before Him in righteousness and in holiness. Which was the command to Abram to do. Walk thou before me and be thou perfect as I am. For I am the Almighty God. Not only he speak the I am to, to Abram, but he spoke the I am to Jacob in the book of Genesis chapter 28. In verse 13, remember Jacob fleeing from Esau and he, he makes a pillow out of rocks. I, I quite figured that one out. Makes a pillow out of Rocks. I guess something to to get in the crutch of your neck back here just to support your head. Wouldn't think that'd be very comfortable, would it? We got our nice, we, well, we when growing up, I had a down pillow, down pillow, pillow, nice comfy pillow, you know. And then they went to this micro, this polyester fill, and then they went to micro fill, and, and now they got foam and all this stuff. Well, anyhow, remember, Jacob has a dream, has a vision, a vision of God. And at the top of this ladder is the Lord. And he speaks to him and he says, I am the Lord God of Abraham, of Isaac. Yes, the great I, I am is the Lord God of Abraham. Let me ask you, are you the seed of Abraham? You see, the Lord God, the great I am is, is the Lord God of Abraham and all of Abraham's seed. Are you the seed of Abraham? As Romans chapter 4 tells us, all that believe are the seed of Abraham. Is the great I am your Lord God as he is Abraham, as he is Jacob's? Of course, then, probably the most notable, we have him speaking it to Moses. In the book of Exodus, chapter 3 and verse 6, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abram, 
the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. That was at the, at the burning bush. And Moses was afraid to look for he realized that that was holy. Holy God, the great I am. Lord God. And he said in, in verse 14, then he said to Moses, he said, I am that I am. Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Yes. The great I am. Many other times he speaks the words I am. And so he now says to this woman, I am he. And you know what? <laughs> this is this is the first time in in the book of John, the first time that the Holy Spirit has led John, the first time the Holy Spirit has spoken these words through the pen of John, but he goes on ten more times in the book of John to speak these words through the pen of John, the apostle. He says, well, here in our text, to the woman of Samaria, I am he. Jesus reveals ten more times. The next one being, I am the bread of life. John chapter 6. Verse 35. The next one being in the 8th chapter in verse 23. He says, I am from above. Yes, the great I am is the bread of life. And yes, the great I am is from above. But he also says in that 8th chapter in verse 58, I am the eternal one. Yes, the great I am is the eternal one. In the ninth chapter, in verse 5, he says, I am the light of the world. Oh, yes, the great I am is the light. The light that came into the world. He is the light of the world. John chapter 10, verse 7, he said, I am the door, the door of the sheep. And in verse 36 of the 10th chapter, he says, I am the Son of God. Yes, the great I am is the Son of God. Come down from heaven. Chapter 11, verse 25, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Chapter 13 and Verse 13, he says, 
I am. So I am. Lord and Master. Yes, the great I am is Lord. He is Master. Chapter 14 and verse 6. The great I am is the way, the truth, and the life. John chapter 15 and verse 1. The great I am is the true vine. The true vine. Listen. Another thing we want to note and consider on this verse, verse 26. Jesus revealed that I am He. I am He. Listen, it is He. It is He that must do the revealing. If He doesn't reveal it, there is no revelation. There is no seeing it. There is no understanding it. Turn with me to the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel, chapter 2. God, Nebuchadnezzar had dreamed a dream and hadn't told what the dream was but expected that Daniel was going to reveal the dream to him, that which he dreamed, and the interpretation thereof. And Daniel goes and he takes it before the Lord. And the Lord gives him revelation Verse 20, Daniel answered and, and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are His, and He changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Verse 22, He revealeth the deep and secret things. Listen, it is God that gives to us those things that He wants us to know. Listen, this is His Word. This is His book. And the human mind does not know it, cannot know it, except God reveal it to him. That's what Daniel was saying here. Those deep and secret things that belong only to God. God will reveal them. God is the revealer. He must reveal it. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. In chapter 2. In verses 9 and 10. But as it is written, I hath not seen attention to this. Understand what, it, what is spoken here. 
But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, the human eye, the human ear, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the place of the desires and passions and understand into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. In other words, you can't know with the physical eye. You can't know with the physical ear. You can't know with the physical heart, the, 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 the uh, flesh. You have to know it by God. Verse 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, hey, the deep things of God. Hey, listen, the things of God can only be revealed to us by the Spirit of God. It is God that reveals. And so it was God that revealed to this woman of Samaria. He said, I am he. <laughs> oh, he that need he that you're looking for I am he nothing more was needed that was enough it was all settled it was complete we would say and could say and says he was found of her, that woman of Samaria that saw him not. He was manifest of her that asked not after him. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah in chapter 65. Isaiah 65 and verse 1. Where God speaking through Isaiah says, I am sought of them that ask not for me. I am found of them that sought me not. I said, I said, God said, Behold me. Behold me. See, God revealed it. God said, Behold me, I am he, unto a nation that was not called by my name. The book of Romans. The book of Romans in chapter 10. In verse 20. Which is a quote of the passage that we read in the book of Isaiah. But just to show you, it's in the New Testament. <laughs> it's in the New Testament. It is the Word of God. But Isaiah is very bold. But Isaiah is very bold. And saith, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them 
that asked not after me. Oh, this woman of Samaria, she wasn't seeking Christ. She wasn't asking after him. But Christ began to deal with her, began to work with her, and created an awareness in her. And he said, I am he. He revealed himself to her. 